Ladies and gentlemen in Radio Land, you have now just entered 4th Street. My name is Kobe. I'm Charles, not Charlie. I'm Charlie, not Charles. Don't mix us up. And smooth us. And we are the 4th Street Sportsmen, and this is the 4th Street Sports Show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen in Radio Land, WUSM and Southern Miss, welcome back to the 4th Street Sports Show. I am your host, Kobe. I'm Charles, not Charlie. Charlie, not Charles. You probably shouldn't mix us up. It's not a good idea. <laughs> it's smooth us. And we are the 4th Street Sportsmen. Welcome back, y'all. We have a jam-packed show for y'all today, especially in our Eagle Eye, where we had a bunch of Southern Miss Athletics games that took place this past week. And now, let's throw it over to Charlie. Charlie, Charlie started off. I'm going to pitch it. To Austin, because Austin was on the top of the hour. Uh, we got some breaking news. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to hit it for a home run because yeah. it's baseball season coming <laughs> And out. softball. Softball just finished their first yes, series. So yes. we'll talk about that. That is true. But as you guys know, the big news of the day is what's going on between Conference USA and Southern Miss. Mm-hmm. It's a potential legal battle going on mm-hmm. here, guys. I don't know the uh, what's going to happen in these coming days or, or coming weeks, but Conference USA issued a statement today saying that they would um, basically, you know, give these universities, these three universities, Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion, um, but basically saying that they would stay in Conference USA, guys, for um, for the 2022-23 uh, athletic yeah. year. Uh, if you guys didn't know, on Friday, Southern Miss issued a statement saying that uh, they were going to the Sun Belt as early as June June 30th of 2022. Mm-hmm. But Conference USA came back with a statement today saying that that's not true, and those three schools, Marshall, Old Dominion, and Southern Miss, which are us, have to abide by those rules today. And it um, says uh, they came and said in the by, uh, bylaws that those universities have to oblige by those and. So uh, Conference USA actually uh, dropped their football schedule this evening. Well, yeah. this afternoon. It's kind but, of like a jab, like <laughs> yes, it's yeah. a it's putting it right in their face. We're gonna we're gonna talk about it in our debate, but it yeah. is definitely an interesting yes. This is development. This is crazy. Some big breaking news um, today. And multiple schools have st- uh, stood by this. Uh, Marshall also said that they um, basically uh, came in a statement saying that they stuck by. Uh, the news release that they released on um, Friday and Southern Miss said the same thing, uh, that they were not uh, going to be a part of Conference USA, but Conference USA is saying, hey, you got to buy by rules and um, you were still a part of this conference, um, at least for one more year. And these two sco- three schools are saying, no, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on into that's softball, true. and we'll touch into that more. Uh, that's definitely that. a huge topic coming along. But moving on into softball, um, after a 2-0 and start on the season, Southern Miss softball lost its last three games um, in the Black and Gold Invitational. Um, this team is pretty young, guys, of um, 19 players, 9 of freshmen, wow. um, which is very surprising. Um, for head coach Brian Levine, uh, Levin, he talked about this a lot, just talking about the young players and how this kind of attributed to their three uh three-game losing streak in their black and gold invitational. Now, before this, Southern Miss was 10-2 uh, and two out in three years of hosting the black and uh, black and gold invitational, and they went 2-3 and three 
uh, in their fourth annual Black and Gold Invitational, now making them 12 and 5. Um, so that's kind of interesting to see. But it's a young team. Uh, they started out with um, freshman pitcher Jaina Lee um, and uh, things of that matter. And actually two freshmen, Alexis Dittmer and uh, Scout Jennings Homer, on their first at-bats. Wow. Uh, which was very interesting uh, to see. Uh, Alexis Dittmer hit two home runs in their first in their win um, against North Alabama um, in their first game of the season. They started out 2-0. They uh, defeated North Alabama and St. Louis on Friday. They came back and would lose to Sanford and then North Alabama, and then they lost on Saturday to uh, Sanford again, uh, six, to, 6 to nothing. So they got shut out in two of their last three games, um, one against uh, North Alabama and the other against Sanford. So – their next game, uh, their next games coming up are against uh, Southern tomorrow. Yes, yeah, so it's a crazy schedule to make yeah, to start the season. It yeah. is, it is, and after that, they uh, are on to the um, Golden Eagle Invitational. Yeah. So uh, that's actually this weekend. So it's mm-hmm. a lot of softball being played. So if you have nothing going on, make sure to uh, get down to the softball complex um, down there on Fourth Street. Man, I I, I want to say. Um, I wasn't there, but I'm looking at the stats, and I see Hannah Borden, who's now a junior. Yes. Um, I look at her and see her as a potential kind of breakout player this year. I mean, she didn't lead the team in RBIs or anything, but she did lead the team in hits, and she was consistent. She had a 429 batting average, top of the mm-hmm. Invitational. And I know they had some struggles going on later um, at bats, but – I look to her to um, maybe be a consistent player for them, especially since they yes. only have three seniors, or I think it's one senior and two graduates. Yeah, students. Tata and, well, uh, Alexis Tata Davis. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, not Alexis. Ah. Alyssa. Uh, Alyssa Tata Davis. Excuse me for that. I got confused with uh, the freshman, but Alyssa Tata Davis and uh, Destiny uh, Brown, who actually, my, my bad, I forgot mm-hmm. to say yeah. that. She actually broke the. Um, Universities, uh, the program's uh, stolen base record with 82, uh, breaking Crystal Stevens' 21-year-old record of 81. So that was huge. And actually, she actually got photo of the week on the NCAA Mm. softball Twitter page. It was an emotional moment for her. It was definitely. uh, I was actually there recording that. She. uh, It was nice to see like. After the steal, she wrote her name in the sand, in the dirt. Oh, really? And it was, like, a good picture. And uh, shout-out to my freshman uh, that works with us, uh, Ty John, for, for getting that. He, he, he got, he got that picture. Yeah, That's he, what I told him. I was like, yeah. it wasn't the photo of the week. It wasn't yours. But, hey, it was hey. the still, same moment you yeah. captured it, and that was just an awesome moment it to was, see. It was. It was. So, yeah, uh, softball moves on to uh, play Southern University in, in Baton Rouge. And, uh, and hopefully they can get back on track. Back home this Friday, February 18th, starting against Jacksonville State for their Golden Eagle Invitational. But now I'm going to move on to women's basketball because women's basketball was on a height, a peak of this season. And we knew it was going to be a pivotal matchup to close this home stretch against UAB last Thursday. And unfortunately, they did not come to play their best basketball. They were just, I'll say, they just did not have a good offensive performance. They lost 68-61, and they shot a season-low 35.5% from the field and also out-rebounded Southern Miss by 14 rebounds. Forward Kelsey Jones, though, led scoring with 14 points and four rebounds. And Dom, Southern Miss 
leading scorer, Dominique Davis. She's averaging 15.5 points per game on the season, did not have a great game. She only had five points, and those came to the very end of the game. She's 2 of yeah. 11. She had a first backs, uh, basket at one minute and yeah. 14 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. And that's just saying something. When you're playing wow. the top team yep. in your division and you don't have the leading score, you're not going to win those games. Yes. Yep. And an interesting fact, now I'm just looking at it, I just realized it, the record, the unbeaten record when Southern Miss uh, held opponents to under 70 points, I bet I think they were around 20 and 0 over the last two years. Mm -hmm. This is the first time they lost one of those games, um, holding them to 68 right under that limit. But again, not having your top score, um, being able to make baskets was a huge, huge factor. And maybe that's what UAB kind of planned for, though, considering that Dom has been a force on that team. I guess that maybe doubling double teaming her and kind of containing her and making other people score that i think that probably was their big game play exactly and it game. did look like they limited a lot of the shots too but anyways southern miss uh moved back into first seed again though as yes. uab lost to old dominion 81 75 so this is going to be really really fun to watch as southern miss now has six games left yes. on their schedule and, and uab is on march the third in uh birmingham which is an uh, interesting uh game again mm -hmm. uh hopefully dom can get it going and um all the other girls can get it going because i mean this is a good one uh, just looking at it, you know, UAB out-rebounded uh, Southern Miss by 14 in this game, which was huge. Um, so that's another thing. And uh, just looking at some of the stats from that game, too, um, Margaret uh, Whitley, um, she had a phenomenal game, uh, but she got to the free throw line a lot. So that was a, a difference maker for UAB. They got to the free throw line 33 times opposed to Southern Miss's 21 times where – Margaret Whitley would get to the free throw line 13, 13 times and make 15 of those. So she had 21 of her points. 21 of her points were free throw. I mean, 13 of her uh, 21 points were free throws. So that's crucial. <laughs> that That is crucial. So that's something uh, to take into account there that, uh, you know, Southern Miss got dominated a little bit on the boards, and it, it mm -hmm. translated into the um, free throw line too. Again, Lady Eagles hanging on to that number one spot for now. They – have a little rest. They were practicing today, actually, Rhea Green. Um, but they are traveling to UTSA on Thursday in a road matchup against the Roadrunners mm -hmm. in San Antonio, beep, Texas. Beep. Yeah. Is it Meet Meep or Beep Beep? I think, I think it's Meet Meep. Meep. Okay, okay. <laughs> what, what about men's basketball, Kobe? <laughs> yes. Moving on to men's basketball. Southern Miss took on the Hilltoppers of Western Kentucky in the Reed Greenhouse. Losing in a valiant match, 87-77. to 77. The Golden Eagles were in this game until the very end, only down three with six minutes remaining. But due to turnovers and missed shots down the stretch, the Hilltoppers pulled away, icing the game on free throws to close out. This loss makes it seven straight at 6-8, and 1-10 in, in the conference. 6-18. and 18, 18 my bad, 6-18. <laughs> and 1-10 in, in the conference. Junior power forward Isaiah Moore led the Eagles in scoring with 25 points on 9-16 shooting and 12 rebounds. One of his best games since he came back from suspension. It has been. Yep. And guard Waylon Knapper dished out a career-high 11 assists, tying the most by a Golden Eagles since Gabe Watson in February of 2020. Up next, the Golden Eagles host its three matches, next three matches, at the Greenhouse, taking on UTSA on Thursday at 7 p.m., UTEP at 12 p.m. on Saturday. In, on Saturday and on Monday against Marshall at 7 p.m. So 
Yeah. So definitely come out for that one too. Uh, just speaking on that, uh, we kind of saw the ladies last week had a four-game stand, mm -hmm. uh, four-game homestand, so the Miss now gets their chance at it. Uh, they're not doing so well as the yeah. ladies, as you stated, Kobe. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you kind of just see the transfer of, um, you know, a home game stretch for the men now, you know. Yeah. And hopefully maybe they turn it around. They, I mean, I thought they played a pretty good yeah. game against Western Kentucky up until the end right there to, um, just – this has been a story. You play great yeah. games, and you just not been able to close out. Yeah, because I um, was um, at the North Texas. Me and Austin were at the yes. North Texas game, and it was a very good closed game, and up to the end, they just couldn't finish. They couldn't finish it out. But that's, that's been a that's story. A story. Yeah, yeah. And this has been a story. It's not like they're not competing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just like man, and then in some some instances, it's the first half to play great. Then the second half is, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, hopefully, you know, Jay Ladner and them can get it figured out, but I don't know how much time he has. I don't Oof. know. Yeah. I don't know. That seat is getting very warm. It is. It very is. warm. Just so simple as that. Let's pass it to Charles for some winning sports news. Yes. Yes, our track and field team has done very well uh, since competing in the uh, Vanderbilt Invitational. Uh, this past weekend, uh, Southern Miss Track and Field traveled to the Music City Challenge in Nashville, Tennessee, as hosted by, like I said, Vanderbilt. Uh, two Golden Eagles broke school records, one in Fred Mondani breaking his own record in the shot putt with a 63-and-a-half-foot finishing fourth in the event. And freshman Smilla Colby finished first, setting a new program record of 2 minutes, 7 seconds, 71 milliseconds in the 800-meter finishing Three other athletes reached the record or reached the podium for Southern Miss in Corvell Todd, finishing second in the men's high jump, jumping six feet eleven and a half inches. DJ Butler finished third, running forty-seven point four four seconds in the men's four hundred meters. In women's high jump, Janique Berger finished second with a five foot seven and seven or seven and three fourths <laughs> inches. Uh, in two days, 12 student-athletes broke their personal records. Southern Miss now prepares for the CUSA Indoor Championships in Birmingham, or as they would say in England, Birmingham, Alabama, <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday and yes. Sunday. That's crazy. Yes. Short uh, season, like we talked to Coach Stu yes. a couple of weeks ago, they're already yes. mm -hmm. uh, in the championship. I think it's only been like four or five indoor championships. I mean, oh, I said indoor championships, my bad. Indoor in yeah. uh, meets. Yeah. But... Uh, Going back to last year, uh, the ladies' track team, women's women's track and field, uh, they're competing to defend their uh, Conference USA Indoor Championship. Yeah, mm -hmm. and we've that seen – I mean, I would say this is so promising because you see a bunch of new faces getting yes. up on the podium right before an event like this. So. Right. Yes. Right. So moving on to men's and women's tennis. Women's tennis and men's tennis remain undefeated on the season. The women's team defeated Sam Houston this Sunday by a score of 4-2, to two, and the men's team cruised to a 4-0 win against UT Chattanooga. So keep up the good work in, um, on, for the, both the tennis teams. Again, undefeated on the season, and they've been do, killing it out there. And we just got some breaking news from the men's and women's golf. They finished their tournaments pretty late, but men's golf played in the Mobile Bay Intercollegiate. Uh, la last night, play was stopped due to darkness. I thought that was the funniest <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, that was. I was like, due to darkness. It kind of sounded like soccer. Yep. 
Oh. Yeah, it did. It, 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 it. get, get, get them lights, dude. But yes. um, anyway, they finished the event today, finished eighth. Uh, head coach Eddie Brescher said, this week just wasn't our A game, but still eighth place finish. On the women's side, uh, they played in the English Turn Golf and Country Club event in New Orleans. Mm. <laughs> uh, is it British Day or something? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> or French Day? I don't feel like Day, I got to be formal for golf, <laughs> but they finished ninth um, with some good individual performances, a couple uh, within top 30, and Freen Chompitakdasha, again, led the Golden Eagles with a 24th place finish. Yeah. So... That that was our jam packed eagle eye oh recap. God. We have pretty much every Man, spring sports playing it, this week. Wow, yeah. it is. Um, and let's not forget, guys, baseball's sp- coming up. No, yep. baseball is coming up. Yes, but football is here too. Oh, oh spring practice. practice starts. Are you going to be attending any of the practices, dude? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be at the first one. Let's mm-hmm. go. I'm, I'm going to be there. No, you got Austin's a man on the inside. I'm not ready for Austin's that, like. about to take the reins at quarterback. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, man, Why not? I wish, man. I had my shot last year, maybe, but not this year. No. <laughs> hey, no shots, no shots, nice. but I'm just saying. Yep. Um, yeah, but the spring football first practice is February the 19th, and the spring game is April the 2nd, guys. Yep. So uh, football is back. Yep. Football is back, and, uh, and when it just left, <laughs> yeah, just a couple left. days ago, literally. So yeah, that has been our eagle eye, ladies and gentlemen. When we come back, we will have our debate segment in which we'll be talking about the breaking news that has just happened with C with CUSA and Southern Miss. Also, we will have some of our Super Bowl thoughts, of course, and then baseball season is starting up this Friday. So. When we come back, we will get into our debate segment. This is 4th Street Sports, and this is Southern Miss Radio. And welcome back to the 4th Street Sports Show. That was All Right by Super Bowl halftime performer Kendrick Lamar. Everybody that we've been playing so far if has you played. Didn't notice. you didn't know this. Yeah. Hint, hint. You didn't know. Now Which, you know. I, oh, you I, didn't I, know. I feel like, I feel like yeah. we should start off with that. What, what were your thoughts about the halftime show? Everybody's been hyping it. I up. really loved it. I, but the only thing I wish, I wish Ice Cube could have came out. I agree. Me too. I wish Ice Cube could have came out, bro. You're doing, a, you're doing an L.A. show in L.A. with Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. You got to bring out Ice Cube at some point. Yeah, at least perform it was a good day or something. I was, yeah, I was happy to see. A, that would have been a nice That would have been fine. Yeah. That would have been fine. Um, me personally, though, I... I don't know. I didn't like it till Kendrick came out. Mm. I mean, mm. now looking back on it, I thought Mary J uh, had a, a, a good uh, performance. But when it first started off, I didn't know how to feel about it. Like Snoop yeah. started it off, and and Dre they were doing their thing. I didn't I didn't know how to feel about it. But when when Kendrick came on from Kendrick to Eminem and how it ended, um, mm. I thought it was fire. But up until that point, I don't know. Like Fifty Cent, I know he was recreating his his video yep. of you know, in the club or whatever. But I was like, man, I don't know. His, I was like, I could, yeah. I, I don't, I couldn't dig it at first. I'm, I'm, no, I, I don't know. Not, not to cut your wisdom, but I saw yeah. a video of a behind the scenes with Fifty Cent. Um, he literally did a full pull up 
and hung from the thing like before he like yeah before I he saw rapped. that yeah and I was like wow that that's amazing that's amazing uh, imagine yeah. if he had fallen though he's he's caught so much flag I, I mean the memes have been funny about <laughs> <That's it. laughs> yeah, yeah the Spider Man memes yep. that, yeah. they, they got some Mary J Blige yeah. memes out there really too, really yeah. yeah remember when she like fell out after she <laughs> for fin- after she finished yeah. performing yeah oh. you gotta watch it yeah no I like, I thought it was good because it was different. And I think that the Super Bowl needed it. Yeah. I think it was good that they finally, like, I guess, honored hip-hop, especially it being in Los Angeles. Yeah. I didn't think it was the best performance ever. I don't think it's getting overhyped, but it was yeah. fun. It was fun. Um, I, well, I saw Skip Bayless saying that it, it was one of the best. Oh, man, if Skip said. Bayless is saying it's the best, which means you know it's good. Yeah. It's, it's just funny. <laughs> before, before it happened, I was like, we're about to see how out of tune the American public is to music yep. because they're like, oh, rap, hip-hop is yep. degrading yeah. the country. And, and people are like, hey, this is the music I grew up with, Mom. Yeah. Like, this is 30 years old. Yeah. Honestly, before we get into Charles, they should have did this in Atlanta a couple years mm. ago. Just saying. But, Charles, what did you who, think who of the Who did uh, uh, the performance in Atlanta? Maroon, Maroon 5. Well, they kind of honored okay. it with Big Boy, but Big Boy with the Travis Scott SpongeBob thing no, that, no, did not yeah. work. Charles, yeah, what did you think about uh, it? Okay, so I thought that it was a very good show. I imagine live you thought I was going to be against it. I liked it. Nah. <laughs> I thought that it was a very good show. Uh, unlike Austin, I actually liked the beginning sequence. I thought it was cool. Me too. I yeah. thought that was the best yeah. part. Um, and and now um, I will say that this is definitely one of the best halftime shows I've ever seen. Uh, and now that being said, uh, I'm not a big fan of the like segments of songs transitioning into other songs. I thought yeah. it worked really well with this one. Mm-hmm. I feel like with the weekend, it did not work at all. I think this year it did work because you had multiple people, so it kind of worked. That being said, I think that this shouldn't be a thing that happens every year. Like if there's, if the next event is in like Detroit, let's not have like a mega Detroit show. They seem to be like a once every few years type thing. Cause yeah. then this is going to get stale and, and no one's yeah. going to like they'll it just, anymore. They'll just put MG Kelly on there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good First of all, in, uh, I don't think it's never going to be hosted yeah. in Detroit. <laughs> nah, I was just giving an be. example. It may be. Uh, well, they, they have one in Detroit before. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Wait, uh, honestly, the wait. next one yeah. will be in uh, Las Vegas. I think that became uh, Las Vegas. Uh, no, uh, I saw I don't a tweet think, about that. Uh, I think Las Vegas is 2023 replaced, uh, New Orleans. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know it's New Orleans is like 2025. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. Maybe. Let's see that. Let's see I that. Yeah. Fact. Fact. Check next? that. But I think yeah. it's in Dallas next year. No, it's not in. Dallas. It's not. Okay. Everything's in Dallas. WrestleMania is in Dallas. Yep. The Super Bowl's in, in Dallas. Dallas. Oh, it's Why? in Arizona next year. Wow. Yeah, Arizona. Yeah. yeah wow. But the next one will be in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's wow. like Arizona hip hop scene. <laughs> if I know it. Uh, quick, <laughs> quick thoughts on the game though. Oh man, don't get me started, man. I I thought it was a great game until the very end. I just thought this is why. Um, yeah. We, Charles and I were having a little disagreement about this, but uh, Tony Dungy actually spoke on it. A fa- uh, Hall of Fame head coach, right? He's a Hall of yes. Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He he said, I'll quote him. He said the officials were determined to ignore every violation when the ball was in play and only call false starts, delay of game, and ta- taunting. They maintained that posture for 58 minutes and 39 seconds. Then they started officiating. That yeah. was bad. That yeah. last drive was terrible. It, it was. It, because when they started, uh, it was kind of reminiscent of the Chiefs game where the Chiefs drove the ball down against the Bengals. And I remember the commentator saying, you know, this is the game-winning drive. This is it. And 
they had the ball, we're driving it down, and when you go, when they're, you hadn't called fouls the whole game, whole drive, gets down to that, that holding penalty was one of the worst calls I've seen in the Super Bowl. Honestly. Besides the face mask call earlier. In that yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was a terrible, I, at first I thought it was call. holding, but then they went to the slow, I said he, T. Higgins grabbed a whole bunch of Jalen Ramsey's face yeah. I mean, I remember too. when my dad and I were watching, we were thinking it was potentially offensive pass interference. Yeah. It was pass interference. That's, that's what the call should have been. Mm-hmm. But, but um, yeah, I agree, though. Um, those penalty calls at the last, you know, uh, that last juncture right there on the Rams uh, possession, mm-hmm. what it would have been like 4th and 12 if that holding call was, or 4th and 8 or something, something right? Something like that. Yeah, well, it would've, they would have had one more shot. Yeah, I believe yeah, they yeah. would have had one more shot. And that changed the game because then you yeah. have you have a fresh set of downs. And then they also were able to run the ball and force Cincinnati to use the timeout, changed how Cincinnati was playing on that drive. Yeah, it yeah. did. Uh, it was – I didn't like how that was called. It were missed calls. Some people were saying it was a makeup call for the TIG heat. I kind of – yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can't complain too much because Bengals wouldn't have been in that situation because they feed off of explosive plays. They did the whole season, and that was their play. Yeah, that's true. But I wish Joe Burrow would have won. Yeah, I wish he oh, the the but video yeah. of him walking out in that suit after yeah. the game. Yeah. I was like, man, I, I do feel I feel bad, but hey, Saints fans, Kobe and me are happy. Yeah, because Eli Apple, Apple got exposed. <laughs> yep, Cooper Cup, who I predicted would be the uh, Super Bowl you MVP. Did. I did predict him to be the Super Bowl MVP. Um, he caught the game winning touchdown, and um, Eli Apple got burned. Yeah, um, and Kobe yeah, so was the only person yeah. uh, on SM2 Sports app for our article to predict correctly. For yeah. the Rams. Honestly, I didn't think this game would be this close. I thought it would be like a 10-point win mm-hmm. for the Rams. but no, I figured it would be more than that. I, yeah. I said I said three points. I thought it was yeah. going to be close. I Actually, be close. Uh, I forgot who said it, but somebody picked the Rams, but the score was 23-21. to 21. I forgot mm. who that was. Oh, yeah. On, I think it was Jackson. It maybe. probably was Jackson, but yeah. he, he picked the Rams. No, he picked, he picked the, the Bengals, Bengals. Yeah. 23-21. to 21. Yeah. But the Rams actually won twenty three to twenty. So hey, he was yeah, close. Was, I mean, yeah. man, if he um, would have switched it around and deducted one point, but a, a, he probably would have been in some cash. Like he would he would have been hired by Sports Center yesterday. <laughs> but a lot of a lot yeah. of key things happened in this game. Of course, in the second quarter, you had Odell going down with a eight, torn ACL. Yeah, I uh, thought it was over. Like a, when man, that happened, a retorn. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, yeah. Non, and it was one of them non contact injuries where like nobody was in the area and. He just like took a wrong step in his knee, and his knee pretty much got torn. Pretty yeah. much. When that happened, I'm not gonna lie. I was telling, I was with uh, Tyron. Um, that's one of our uh, yeah. photographers for the sports staff here, and I was just telling him, um, I was like, man, it's over, man. Odell went down. Yeah. I mean, all you gotta do is double Cooper Cup, man. Yeah. The run game is non-existent. They didn't have Tyler Higby. Yeah, nope. you no. didn't have Tyler Higby. You didn't have you know Robert Woods. You know, like, man, the only person on that side who was making some strides was Van Jefferson, and they had no run game. Van either. Jefferson was getting stopped too, though. Yeah, he was. He, he was, he was, I, he was. It is. Yeah. It is incredible to see how the Rams pulled it off. Now that we're but, talking about yeah, it, it, but is. the main thing I, I I took away from this game is that. One, Aaron Donald is a grown man. Yeah. He is a grown man. And two, the Cincinnati Bengals have got to get Joe Burrow on O-line next year. Definitely. I get get that they made it this far without it, but that that second half could have been locked up if they had at least two people on the right right tackle side, right guard side, or the left guard side to block his blind side or block Aaron Donald. Now, I know Aaron Donald, he's a freak of nature, but – 
you need an O line to not get sacked seven times. I bro. saw a stat where it was like uh, um, Joe Burrow got sacked twenty two. Yeah. I think most time times. in postseason. Yeah, twenty two times, and it was a comparison. It was like Tom Brady only got sacked like seventeen times in yeah. the season, or something like that. Or in, what was it in twelve games or something? I saw that on Stat Muse. Yeah. Maybe I'm um, saying it incorrect, but um, it was a crazy stat, but, bro. Yeah. Uh, what I yelled, I got so mad at the very end because what what bothered me is they took a shot on second down, uh, which they it was second and one, right? Yeah, yeah. they could have just played safe, got in the first down, spiked the ball or called a timeout. And well, then and then they ran two consecutive plays from the gun, right? You're getting pressured. You have hardly any time to throw. You're running from the gun, taking yourself a couple yards back when you only have to get one yard. Why don't Joe Mixon was playing great that whole game. Why don't you just put it under center, push forward? Well Charlie, when you're like when you're it's under two minutes. When your back is against the wall and the offense for the Rams just scored like that. Your back is against the wall. You got to think quickly in that situation. Now, I never played football before, but I, I try to put myself in the mind of somebody under two minutes playing football. That is a tough thing to do, try to get down yeah. the field in that much time to at least try to tie the game. Exactly, with, with little timeouts. I would get that. it, though, but they had a stopped clock. They had yeah. time to call that play, yeah. especially two consecutive ones. Okay, take your loss on the third down. I don't think they should have called that play on third down, but then calling a similar play on fourth down, come on, and running it straight to Aaron Donald. I was about to – I'm getting mad talking about it. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, that fourth and one a lot. I just feel like he need. I feel like they need an O-line. But I feel like for Cincinnati and the Rams – I feel like for Cincinnati, this was not a wasted season. No. Not many people expected them to get this far. Burrow came back off a torn ACL. They got a – they got a – a great, they had a great rookie year from Jamar Chase, and th- I honestly think the sky is the limit for them. To be honest with you, now it's going to be tough to win that division again, because again the Steelers are going to be coming back. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are going well, to be back. Well, now who's who's, who's going to be their quarterback bro. though? Steelers, I, it depends. I wouldn't be worried about the Steelers. I'm worried about Lamar Jackson. But yeah. going back to, oh, the I don't know why, why not the Browns. Do you do, mm. uh, do you fear Baker Mayfield? Nah, because we seen. Do how, you fear Baker Mayfield? Thing, I'm sorry, Charles. Because here's the thing: before like Baker Odell got on, injured, man. I've never no. seen so much slander for Baker Mayfield on Twitter. Mm. Oh my Baker goodness! The, the the man can play. And I, I want to uh, don't fool yourself. I, I want to say I want to say something. Yourself, I just Charles. I just found this: Bengals are third in the NFL with most cap space too. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. That is true. They, I, I see they got to make a splash. Yeah. Orlando yeah. Brown's gonna be a free agent, I believe. Go, that could be that could be a good addition for them. Yeah. Go build that O line. That's all I yeah. gotta say. This is it, the it, stat. Yeah. Uh, speaking on the O line that I was talking about from mm-hmm. Stat Muse. Shout out to them. Tom Brady was sacked 22 times in 17 games this regular season. Joe Burrow was sacked 19 times in four games. Damn. Four in games play, in, the, in the playoffs. Wow. Yep. Like he was sacked. I think he was sacked nine times against the Titans and they were still yeah. I don't know how they pulled that game out. But yeah, they need to go build that O line. Um the Rams, they got a tough one too. They got a bunch of free agents coming They went this year. they went all in. Now it's yeah. it's gonna be a crash, that, I that, believe. Gonna yeah, be that tough. team is gonna blow yeah. up. It's soon. gonna be I'm tough because here's the thing. I've heard rumors of Aaron Donald, he might be retiring. Yeah. Then again, you got Odell. He says he'll take a discount, but I, after the Couple games that he did have where he had some really great performances, especially in the postseason. I would give him some money. Uh, Von Miller, who you 
trade who you, again who you traded your future for. I would sign him back too if Aaron Donald is retiring because you need somebody to anchor that defense like uh, Aaron Donald has been doing for the past eight nine years. I think ten years. I, I forget. I don't know how long he's been in the league, but that he came but, in in twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So about eight or nine. About eight years. years. About eight years. So mm-hmm. um. But yeah, but again, Cincinnati, y'all need to build that O line. Saints, if y'all don't sign Taron Armstead, Cincinnati need to go get him and pay him some good money to block for Joe Burrow. But that's been our Super Bowl thoughts and recap, though. But let's move on to some breaking news again. What we got today, Austin, remind the people who are just tuning in for the first time what happened today. Conference USA issued a statement. And I'm going to put it up uh, on my Twitter so yeah. you could uh, exactly read the full statement. I've got it right here. Okay, you got it. Charlie got it. Yeah. Also, I got uh, I kind of got ratioed on Twitter today because <laughs> I said Conference USA issued a strong statement. Mm-hmm. And uh, Southern Miss fans were like, strong? What? <laughs> I mean, they're just, yeah. they're just ready because uh, it's it's just a petty issue now. It's kind of it's kind of. Dr- nasty to watch i don't i don't like seeing it unfold because it's just kind of i don't know it's just unprofessional on my on both yeah on both parties i believe yeah Yeah. it's um well southern miss basically said they wanted out in like december from the reports but um conference usa we're not having those talks and we're like uh southern miss has to abide by those bylaws them marshall and old dominion um it charlie do you want me to read it i have it pulled up right here yeah okay Southern Miss, um, not Southern Miss, Conference USA issued a statement uh, uh, through its board of directors saying that Conference USA intends to conduct the 2022 and 2023 athletic year with the full 14 institution membership intact. The, Conf- Conf- the Conference USA board of directors will exhaust all necessary legal actions to ensure all members meet their contractual contractual uh, obligations as defined by uh, as defined by and agreed to in the CUSA bylaws. And then Southern Miss in their statement had quote unquote said CUSA has been unwilling to discuss the concept of separation this year, which created quote unquote confusion and doubt for all concerned. So we see some shots being fired over little online statements between mm-hmm. the two. And, you know, there's probably been internal discussions. There definitely have been. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they cut the plugs. But I, it's just it's just weird to watch. I've never seen anything like this unfold between a league yes. and then its members. It's very weird to watch. It, it's kind of weird, too, because um, Conference USA issued their uh, football schedule mm-hmm. for the 2022-2023 uh, season. But also the Sun Belt has been planning – around Southern Miss uh, Old Dominion and Marshall being in their uh, conference. so It's Wild West right now. Yeah. Wait, uh, quick question. Not to cut your wisdom, but quick question. Did did they buy out of the Conference USA? Or, like, what, like what is the deal? Because I've been paying attention to it, but did they buy out of it, though? I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's not been reported from what I've heard, from what I've read. But the... Yeah. Southern Miss has come up with that target date, June 30th, 2022. Yeah, that yeah. they're out. Yeah, that that's they're, a couple so of months, too. That would be, I don't know about when they would have to pay that. Um, again, we're going to 
try to keep reporting on it, but it seems like there's a little silence going on. Um, yeah. Until because it looks like it's gonna be a legal fight. It, yep. It's turning. Yes. We're gonna have we're gonna have ding, Southern Miss ding, versus ding. CUSA. Ding ding ding. Marshall Southern Miss Marshall so, yeah, ain't Dominion. They can Marshall basically. Yeah, Marshall uh, basically said the same thing um, too. But uh, I mean, in in just looking at the situation, I'm not gonna defend CUSA, but. CUSA is just trying, I believe, trying to grasp onto whatever life they have left because, really, how do yeah. they make it work I mean, you next year without those three teams? They, yeah. got, they got Sam Houston. <laughs> also, like, the teams that they added, I think they added uh, UMass and New yeah. Mexico. Like, you're just making a bigger geographical gap. And that's yeah. like crazy. Yeah, I was going to say that. they grasping onto whatever they have oh, that, yeah. that UMass to New Mexico trip is going to be yeah. expensive. Y'all better, yeah, y'all got to put them like, in different divisions. But also. This is just yeah. crazy, just a geographical gap. That's also, too, like, you can't forget the Conference USA tournament is going to be here. Yeah, for baseball. We were just ta- talking about that today. That's uh, it's gonna be the last go around, um, which is gonna be interesting. And there, I mean, as if there's not already enough. It, there mean, seems to be yeah. some hostility between La Tech and Southern Miss now because oh, yeah, yeah. La Tech was saying some stuff. Yeah, and it was uh, what on Twitter. And something yeah, like that? just yeah. so I mean, I mean, it came down to La Tech and Southern Miss in baseball last yep. year. That could be interesting, and especially yeah. if Hattiesburg. Uh, ends up hosting. I think well, it, they're hosting already, yeah. but I think it will stay uh, stay like that only because it's just a, a short turnaround, and and they've been planning this for months and months on end. So it's kind of hard to change, you know, Southern Miss going from um, not hosting to not hosting, and then you have to relocate to another location, and you know who's to say that other location is as equipped as equipped as Southern Miss was you know, for them being picked this year. So it's kind of hard to yeah. say, but I think they'll still host it. I don't, I don't, uh, I, I don't see it changing. I don't, I don't know. An interesting thing I learned today, we were touring um, some facilities in my class today. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jeremy, uh, Jeremy said, not, not McLean, I'm blanking the last name, okay. but he's um, assistant coach there, assistant administrative um, does things for basketball team. He oh, was saying uh, to I, call it. To yeah. Call, yeah. yeah, I can't pronounce but his name, but he, it's, yeah, he said during the summer every year they um take off. They kind of refinish the wood there, and I was asking about that, and so he was actually saying that they're gonna um, this summer replace it with Sun Belt. So it kind of aligns with the yeah. June uh, date. So they're going to, it's just funny because if you look at the basketball courts and everything else, it's slapped with CUSA on it. So they're ready. They're ready to move on. That's yeah. all we can say That's about definitely, that. And the fans are definitely ready. Uh, they got on my tail a little bit. Yeah. I haven't even responded back yet. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, it's 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 real inter- interesting to see. Also, um, this uh, Brett McMurphy uh, tweeted this out from uh, a Marshall statement earlier today. Marshall basically said Marshall Athletics is aware that uh, Conference USA released its uh 2022 football schedule this afternoon. However, we stand by a statement from Friday. Uh, Thunder and Herd has said it uh, it was leaving the league on June 30th, uh, and we basically heard the same thing from uh, Southern Miss too. Um, basically saying uh, this is from Scott Walkins of the Sun Herald. 
he uh, said he reached out to Southern Miss, and basically they said we would uh, refer back to, to our original statement that we released on Friday. Southern Miss is sticking to his game. So yep. this could be a nasty situation. Yeah. It could be, but... Um, yeah. But this is this is very interesting. I'll say that for the least. But uh, honestly, guys, I'm just asked the question: Is Southern Miss done, or is it with uh, Conference USA? That I um, mean, with everything. I mean, we still got baseball season to play, and it's just weird that this is all falling in the middle of it. Yep. So, Um, personally, I hope that they both can amicably come to an agreement. Yeah. And if that help and if Southern Miss stays a year then maybe that's the best thing but then again if Southern Miss doesn't want to be here and they want to leave early they shouldn't hold it back all I hope is I hope Louisiana Tech versus Southern Miss doesn't turn into a Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels moment if you get that reference you get a cookie so I like cookies (laughs) (laughs) cookies are delicious favorite cookie Charles um let's go you can't go wrong with the classic chocolate chip can't go, wrong. True. can't go wrong. With you that. can't go wrong. Oh, actually, no. Now. I changed my answer. Snickerdoodles. No. Oh, no. Never mind. We'll have to keep an eye on that. We'll have to keep an eye on that news. But um, I know fans are ready to get out of it. But it's just an interesting Very. situation. Yeah, I just want to state this. Also, uh, Comfort USA bylaws, and I'll leave it at this. But you know, it states that uh, institutions are required to give 14 months uh, of advance notice and pay two years of conference distribution to depart according to, um, this is off the internet, extra points, Matt Brown. Um, conference schools receive about 200000 a year in 2016 and 2017 after realignment. Uh, this is according to Pilot Online. That was just some things I've just found out. Uh, well, I've been new about the 14 months in advance thing, but just... Um, the two years of uh, distribution um, has to be. Uh, you have to have two years of distribution. <laughs> it's to 14, depart. fourteen months. That, <laughs> that wasn't December. I love it. I love that. Like we we told them in December. Yeah, yeah uh, that's like, <laughs> that's not fourteen months. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Math not, not adding up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that has been our debate. Segment. Oh wait, actually, uh, I wanted to give one shout out. Uh, shout out to uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, oh, while definitely. he did not play. Uh, in the Super Bowl, we did see him for a couple of seconds at the end of the game, devastated on the bench. Yeah, kind of. My mom and I were looking for him. We were like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna see him on the field." They and did then, show like, him during the national anthem too. Actually. Okay, so yeah. we got, we got, so we, he was shown then, but then he was shown at the very end of the, on the bench with his head down, and I was like, "Oh." Also, and, quick, yeah. You know, say what you about to say. I was gonna say shout out to the other Michael Thomas of uh, the New Orleans Saints for saying that Eli is going to Eli yeah. <laughs> on Twitter. That was funny, man. Yo, well, he is uh, coming no, back. No, actually, sure. both Michael yeah. Thomases are on the Bengals. Wait, what? There, are, there is another. Uh, There's another yeah, Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas on both, the both Michael oh. Tom, both Michael Thomas I are on oh, the man. Bengals. <laughs> I'm talking about no, the no, Saints no, Michael yeah, Thomas though. <laughs> and with that note, <laughs> Michael Thomas I. <laughs> <laughs> I was like the plural of Michael Thomas. Man, we just learned a new word today yeah. on Fourth Street. <laughs> yeah, and on that Shout note, no, 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 well, I got one more funny story I want to tell. Right. So uh, my mom was trying to show support for our Michael Thomas right. and went to. Uh, I was trying to help her find his Instagram. Instagram, but I actually referred him to his teammate Michael Thomas, and uh, she commented "Southern Miss" to the top on on in the comments section, and he liked it. 
The other <laughs> really? Michael, yeah. And then oh, wow. so I, I guess he real his. Uh, he was like, oh poor lady. He's just she's just trying to support my teammate, but I'm gonna give her a like anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and on that. Note, so congratulations, mom. You got Michael Thomas to like your post. Michael Thomas, yes. I comment. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, on that note, we will head into a quick sponsored message, and then we will get into our flowers. Four Street Sports, Southern Miss Radio. Yeah, yeah. It's Shannon Lay, and you are listening to 88.5 FM WUSM. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time of the show. We're now giving flowers. And thanks, Logan. It is that time to give our flowers. And in this segment, we give our congratulations, praise, and flowers to every Southern Miss athlete, whether they're current or former, who has received honors during the week. First, Charles, tell us about um, what you told us this weekend, though. Yes, yes, I would. I would love to. I want to. I want to scroll to the text that I sent so I don't uh, mess up their name. <laughs> Uh, but uh, one of our track athletes had two top ten finishes at uh, the Music City Challenge. Challenge. So, um, uh, uh, Trinity Benson. Trinity right? Benson. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, shout out to her. I was wanting to get her on the uh, Player of the Week poll, but I su- I submitted it a little bit too late. Unfortunately. <laughs> also, a uh, quick shout out to her brother, uh, James Benson the second. That was my. Um, Second, there's two of them. Yeah, he uh, he, he currently <laughs> runs and I. He currently he currently <laughs> runs um track and field for Arkansas right now. But that was my teammate, um my baseball teammate, ah. Selman High, and um in Slido, Louisiana. So shout out to James Benson the second, aka Irk. So shout out to him. Did Trin also go there? Huh? Did Trin also go there? Oh yeah, she went to Selman too. Yeah, ah. nice. Yeah. So shout out to so shout out to both of them. Um also flowers to softball senior. Destiny Brown for breaking the record for the most stolen bases in a career with 82 steals. Shout out to her. If you've ne- I know a lot of people say baseball is boring and all baseball and softball is boring, but bro, stolen bases are one of the most exciting parts of the game because you when you think a person's not going to steal, they steal. And plus you got to be real um strategic in and mythical with it. So shout out to Destiny Brown for breaking the uh, career steals with 82. So Unpopular opinion right here. Uh-oh. Softball is more exciting than baseball. Ooh. I can, I only can, because I it's can. seven innings. Only because honestly, it's seven. Honestly, I would, I would vouch for that too. Only because it's seven innings, man. And I, it's a smaller field. Too, yeah. So. Like, I, like I said, you have to actually be at a baseball game to like, I've been at the baseball games. They're yeah, so, they're so long, bro. It's just too long. I like I, mean, I was going to say, like, I, I, I played mean, some. In the heat that they're putting on the pitches, the under yeah, I'm like, like, I'm like <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. Like, I actually kind of like watching the yeah, softball. Yeah, the softball. I think that softball is the better sport as well. But that's all. That's all. <laughs> that's all I'll be that's like, not, that's, yeah, yeah, we got a former baseball love, player like, right I love, here. I love softball, but I, I it's a special place in my heart for baseball. I don't care. I mean, I was going to say. Same gist. Same idea. I played baseball for for years as a kid and then this past year I played uh with our with our, our man Sky over there um, oh, Sky. intramural softball um and uh, having experienced both sports I think that softball is more fun. 
flowers to the other senior yep. on the softball team, one of the other seniors, Tata Davis, yeah, for Tata. winning our Fourth Street Player of the Week award. She had five hits, three runs, and a team high of eight RBIs in the Black and Golden Invitational. Correction, graduate. Oh, Ooh. graduate, graduate yeah. senior, COVID senior, uh, whatever. Wait, fifth Correct. or sixth? You got to give her her credit. Yes, but yeah. we're giving you your flowers, Tata. Fifth. Thank fifth. you. She's not like Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to him, though, too. Man. All right. Also, flowers to Fred Mudani for, again, breaking the school record in shot put. And Charlie or Charles or Austin, help me with this name. Smilla Kobe for Smil- setting a program record in the 800, as well as taking that first place. Why you pronounce it that way? 500? 800. 800. 800. 800. <laughs> 800. 800. <laughs> 800. So, so. Yeah, I know. That. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I forgot. I know. We're free advertising. Stop that. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're right, man. Yes, I, I stopped, man. <laughs> I forgot the rest of the lyrics. I just. Yeah. Well, it's good. It's good that you forgot the rest of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to all our Southern Miss athletes, whether current or former, for uh, your honors during the week. And we hope that you get more so we can give yeah. you more flowers. So, I do want to give one last flowers to mm-hmm. Michael Thomas yeah, for c- competing in the Super Bowl and c- completing it's, a catch. And mm-hmm. complete what? <laughs> did he get a catch? Yeah, he had a catch. Ah, what? One yard, uh, one catch, 17 yards. How did, yes. I, how did I miss that? I, I, missed, I missed that, that towards too. the end, yes. <laughs> okay. I missed that. Well, yeah. there you go, Mikey. Shout, shout out you to, go. But shout out to Mike Thomas. He only had five too. catches the whole season, too, so that's big. Yeah. Yeah, most people there can't say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I was gonna say, say most people can't say the competed oh, in the mean, Super Bowl. Yeah, period. I didn't mean to say that, but I mean he got he showed up for the team. Yeah, yeah he did. Oh yeah, definitely. So shout out to them. But now I hope that y'all enjoyed listening to us, and that's been because that's been our show today. If you missed the show today, the show will be up on all podcast platforms. Again, um, tune in to eighty eight point five. Um, WSM Tune In Radio app, Facebook Live. Speaking of Facebook Live, follow us on all social media platforms, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, anything else. I got past 110 on Twitter, boys. Let's keep it going. Yep. <laughs> Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well, um, as that as um our episode will be put up on there. And um, of course, we will be here next Tuesday at six o'clock. Um, like once again, my name has been Kobe. Uh, my name has been Charles. Charlie. It's Moved Off. Wait, hang on a second. Before we go, before we go, I want to shout out uh, my capstone project is getting started this weekend. Uh, you can tune in on uh, WSM. We're going to be doing some sports feature interviews with some uh Athlete, uh, you know, involvement around. You got to get better promotion. I know, I know. Yes. Shush, shush it, shush it, shush redo, it. Redo, redo. Go no, ahead, oh, Okay, okay. So we're, we're doing highlights for athletic-related things going on around the Hub City that may not be getting all the attention that it deserves. Uh, this first episode is dedicated to PCS's soccer program, their boys' soccer program. Their season just wrapped up. Uh, they just competed in a playoff game with uh, MRA. And uh, so we're going to be talking with some of their players and coaches, um, me and my co-host Garrett Grove. Shout out to him. Uh, so, again, that is Sunday, and that's going to be at 5. So uh, you don't want to miss it. And we're going to be featuring a bunch of other uh, interesting athletic-related things as well. So you don't want to miss that. Again, that's going to be Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on WUSM. Yeah, so Thank you for that, Charles. Let's get it. But, it, but once again, we have been – the 4th Street Sportsman. Wait, does Austin want to do an eagle screech? 
I mean, Mike Thomas never lost the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, it, it doesn't feel yeah, right. Yeah, no mm-hmm. eagle screech. I'll do it when uh, Southern Miss officially gets away from Conference USA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag free USM. <laughs> yeah, so once again, we have free been... Free until it's backwards. <laughs> so, yeah. so once again, we have been the Four Street Sportsmen. See, see y'all next Tuesday on WUSM 88.5 and all the rest of the platforms I said earlier. Peace and love. See y'all. I'm still the go. Bye-bye. Four Street. Three, two, one. Thanks for listening to the 4th Street Sports Show. Tune in next week, Tuesday, 5 p.m.